Hey there, and thanks for joining us for The Weekly Grind, a podcast where we work out the topics that shape and influence the culture, community, and church of today from a biblical perspective. I'm Ben, here with my pastor and good friend Chip. He's the lead pastor and I'm the worship pastor of the Napoleon Church of the Nazarene. This is The Weekly Grind. All right, well, on today's podcast, we want to start off by just just saying that our, our thoughts and prayers are with uh, the families, the communities that were affected in El Paso and and Day Inn, and um, just a tragedy of of um, something that that will mark that community for a long time, and something that's not easy to get over. It's kind of in our backyard too. It uh, is. I, I know these events are too often on our news cycles. But sometimes when it's in California, you feel a little bit removed from it. But when it's an hour and a half down the road, we shouldn't be removed from any of them. Mm-hmm. But just to realize, oh, yeah, I've been in that neighborhood. Yeah. I know that area. Yeah. It really hits home for us. And I think it once again taps into this narrative that we're having as a country. Um, it gets political. Because we start talking yeah. about what should we do with guns. Mm-hmm. And you have this food fight going on about guns. But what brings uh, also what also comes to light, and everybody acknowledges that there's an underlying issue. I think across the board, everybody knows yeah. that it's an underlying issue. And we can talk about the, the nature of weaponry and should you know that's a yeah. whole probably different discussion it is a different discussion than this but we all realize that the underlying issue is a lot deeper than whether you had access to this kind of gun or this mm-hmm. i mean look you open the scriptures and four chapters in or five chapters in yeah you've got Murder. somebody killing somebody with a, a rock right yeah or with their fists and so the underlying issue is a lot deeper and i think that's our heart is to kind of talk about what is the underlying issue and what does the kingdom have to do with that? What can we say about that? Because it's obvious there's there's a mental health issue. I would say that there's a mental health crisis in our country. It's amazing. The, the data that's coming out, how isolated we are as people yeah i mean in the world of social media where we're more connected than ever is the loneliness it's i mean it's peaking Mm -hmm. what is going on what is the nature of relationship that is life-giving and how does the model of the kingdom speak into communities that that address Things like mental health and emotional stability yeah. and life-giving relationships that that give people support. Yeah. And I think we want to just kind of talk about that today. Uh, the kingdom has always had, central to what it is, is a community. Yeah, and and, and as as people, we were created by our creator with this, this uh, internal desire to connect. Right. with others to be in community and this sense of wanting to belong to belong. something that's it even yeah. something greater than ourselves um, and so 
I think the kingdom models this, and some of the some of the things that we're going to talk about today model this. But um, there's a, a sociologist that I think his last name is Hall, but I'll I'll give him some, I'll give him credit in the show notes today. He he observed these four spaces that that each uh, that each of us kind of uh, scribe to. It's a um, the first space is a public space, and so the this the idea here is that that um, a person I might share a common experience with somebody. So think of a sporting event, and your team scores a touchdown, and you uh, you know you give you give the buddy next to you a high five that you just met five minutes ago. Never seen him before. Never seen him before, and you and you won't probably ever see him again. That there's but a you, natural connection. Yep, because you share that experience together. And that's the way it is with fan bases, right? Yeah. I mean, we find a sense of belonging yep. that I'm a part of Cardinal Nation. Right. And I find some identity with that. Right. But that is just really simply a well, you wear public your, you expression. You wear your Iowa stuff all the time when we're out places, and it's amazing to me how many yeah. people just, hey, ha- go Hawkeyes. Yeah. And all of a sudden, you two share this bond. There's a connection. Yeah. So that's the idea of, of a public space. It. Uh, it's it's very superficial um, and, and, and surface. So the next space is social space, and this is this is where and I have I have some definitions of this a little bit. Social space is uh, social belonging is a space where we connect through through sharing snapshots of who we are. Social belonging is is important. Um, this would be this would be your uh, your neighbor maybe your neighbor is experiencing just snapshots of who you are. They know a little bit about you. Um, they if they see you in the store. You know, they know you by name. They yep. might say hi to you. Uh, a lot of our, a lot of, I, th- I can think of a lot of examples in our in our church context where we experience social space on Sunday morning. Yeah. Where I know, I know quite a bit, a little bit about quite a bit of people. Right. And and so that's the idea of, of social space. Our schools, like mm-hmm. you have teen, you have kids that play on sports teams. Yeah. And for me, like some of my kids sometimes travel on teams and you get to know those parents. Yeah. And we belong to perfect example. And we know a little bit about each other. Yeah. And when you see each other every week, you kind of grow in that, but still it's a social space. Yeah. It's, it's, it's deeper than that public space because it's, it's more than just sharing that experience. You're getting to know them a little bit. You get to know their, their, their kids a little bit. Uh, but it's not, it's not, uh, um, personal space. And personal space is is where we we connect and we we share more more private thoughts. And again, these as we as we move deeper into these spaces, we have less and less of these people in these spaces. Does that make sense? Absolutely. So so public space again, you might share that with thousands of people. Right. Um, social space moving a little bit further in your community. Your community, mm-hmm. and and that might be a few dozen people. And then, and then a little bit deeper is is that personal space, and and that is maybe your best friend. That's that's someone that knows a lot about you. Um, maybe you've you've known them for a long time. They I would I would consider consider our relationship a personal space. We spend a lot of time together. Yep. We share uh, our concerns with one another. Yep. We've prayed together. Yep. We we know what's going on in each other's families. Yeah. So that's the third space. It's kind of college buddies. Yeah. Yeah. Or even like couples. And what's neat that about have that? Have couple friends that you you do things on Friday night a lot, mm-hmm. and 
you share life. Yeah, and people know? move in and out of these spaces throughout yeah, your right. lifetime. That's and right. that's a good point by, mm-hmm. you know, a, a college buddy. Maybe he was in that space, and maybe now he's he's in, um, you know, a, a different space now. The point is, though, that each one of these spaces need to be filled. Each one of life. these spaces need to be filled. Yeah. And then and then the fourth one is intimate space. So really easily, if you're married, this is a spouse. spouse. This, mm-hmm. is, uh, this is where you share... Um, all of yourself with them. It's they, they, they know like the the naked truth about you. Yeah. You're unashamed about who you are around this person. Probably parents could fit in this. Parents a lot of definitely times. fit into this space yeah. with their children. I hope. Yeah, yeah. If you're if Should you're connecting with way, your child, right? yeah, yeah, absolutely. Especially, I think of you know my son and mommy and daddy are are, are his intimate space because he mm-hmm. he draws very near to us and he's yeah. Very close with us. This is the kind of relationship that you are a hundred percent vulnerable, mm-hmm. can be a hundred percent transparent, hundred percent yourself. You're not and hiding anything. There is anything. no shame. Yeah, those are very hard relationships to have. Even because again, even like our relationship, there's things that I I don't tell you every little detail about my life. I Absolutely. it wouldn't be uh, natural. It wouldn't be comfortable. That's right. And that's so, right. Um, and that's okay. That's right. Yep. And so, so again, so those are the. Uh, just I might a, get weirded out by that, and like. Yeah, yeah. If I stare too much, then you're gonna back away. And it's gonna be. We're gonna. I'm out of here. No, I'm yeah. teasing. Oh, and so, good. so that's a snapshot of the uh, the four spaces, and I and and it, it's, and I think the church has a place for, for these spaces. So sociology and psychology recognizes this because yeah. why, it's the way God wired. Yeah. And designed it's, this. And in sociology and psychology, it's observed behavior that they're studying. That's right. But it's because this is how God wired us. That's it. And guess what? The way he developed his kingdom yeah. for his people to live, it fills, fits, and builds this community where we can belong. Yeah. And these spaces can be filled. And that that way, my mental health, my emotional stability, having life giving relationships that support and energize yeah. and keep me accountable. Boom, there it the is. Kingdom, and uh, I just want to say, there's an alternative to isolation, to all the things our our world's dealing with, and and it was the kingdom. It is because you know you see where isolation is at its peak, where connectedness is at its greatest of all time. I'm connected with somebody on the other side of the world right now, but that doesn't mean that I'm not lonely. Doesn't mean I don't feel isolated because how much of communication is nonverbal? Yeah, you know. And so, and and really, on social media, we have this ability to create this profile of a, an ideal that we want to be. It's fake. It's fake. Yeah. And so, authentic. Community, authentic. Yep, that's the word. And and I think scripture lends itself to what authentic uh, church community because again, God created us. He created us to be in community, and so He has a has a solution for this. Yeah, and I think the scriptures do a great job of kind of for us filling in the blanks of understanding how and where He's calling us to this um, reality that, that it's just life giving. It and, really is, and I, I I know we we have some things we want to share from Scripture, kind of based in Scripture. It's beautiful, man. Like 
his design for our lives. It's just, it's, it's beautiful. And I'm not only going to redeem your life, break the destructive tendency and natures of your self-centeredness mm-hmm. and give you a new life in Christ, but I'm going to put you in a community yeah. that shares the same values and is life-giving to one another and how you were wired, boom. It just makes sense. It works. And it's the abundant, blessed life he's promised. And um, so let's just jump into... Well, okay, so this is what does community look like within the church Yeah, is, is all it is. And number one, community challenges us to be more like Jesus. Uh, you've heard it said, show me your friends, I'll show you your future. Who are you surrounding yourself with? It's like Paul said, a bad company corrupts. Like, I think all of our parents have said that, and probably <laughs> we're starting to say that. Yeah. Like, and so becoming a part of a community of people that share the same goal of being transformed, it only uh, helps me to mm-hmm. be transformed. It accelerates my growth in character development and integrity in the life of Jesus. It really does. Yeah. And that's that's why like Hebrews says, don't forsake the assembling of yourselves together. Right. It's a good reminder. Absolutely. Like get together because in being together, the goal of us all mirroring the image of Jesus happens. Yeah. Can't help but happen. Yeah. When you're on fire, God's speaking to you. He's showing you yeah. things. Yeah. I see that. Wow. That's right. I want that. Yeah. I want to be like that. I need that. And it just feeds I, off itself. I think it can be a temptation sometimes because you're not mandated like a practice or like your job to be at church. You always know church is going to be next week. Yeah. So you tell yourself that. And so it can it can be really easy to get in the habit of 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 not coming. And so yeah. And so yeah, that Hebrews 10 passage of just reminding ourselves to be there. Well, you're missing the whole thing. You're not going to be you're able to accomplish it. what God wants to do in your life yeah. without being together on a regular, habitual basis. Because again, isolation is not the answer. That's right. Being a being a believer by yourself is that's that's, right. that's what the enemy wants. That's right. Number two, community meets practical needs for others. I wrote down emotional, spiritual, financial, and physical because I've been in groups where all of these needs have, they've been a need and they've been met. Yeah. And what other groups can you think of that, that have that, of that spiritual nature that can really meet a lot of those? It's holistic. It is. It's, it's holistic. Yeah. yeah. And you know, Acts, we look at the early church too. It Absolutely. says, man, they were like, they gather together all the time. They shared their lives. Um, what a model for us to understand that pouring into each other uh, just practically mm-hmm. helps me. Uh, and again, I've already used these phrases, but emotional stability and and uh, mental health, um, but even uh, financial needs. Uh, just coming alongside one another and being there for a brother when they're struggling or how it's been cool. Yeah. We've been able to be a part of a lot of I've different been on, things, and I've been on both sides of that. Yeah, I really have. Yeah, um, I went away to to uh, um, to a worship school a few years ago, and there were I mean it was 
It was amazing the generosity of people I didn't even expect, but because I'm part of this community. But then also the opportunity that I've had to to bless others from time to time. How life-giving is that? It, you feel so good. And how in those moments when you could be distressed, disillusioned, lead to depression. Yeah. Let's be let's be honest, sometimes financial uh reasons are cause stress, unbelievable stress Absolutely. And when there's support in those ways so often, man it it it, uh, it helps us eliminate or avoid you really what could become come, pitfalls. You really us. come alive and feel part of the kingdom yep. when yep. you're able to, when you're able to do that and help others meet those needs. Number 3, community carries you emotionally. Uh, we're called in, in Galatians 6 to, to carry one another's burdens and doing so, fulfilling the law of Christ. And so That whole phrase is a whole other sermon or podcast, fulfill yeah. the law of Christ. That's pretty cool. Well, yeah. But, but, but just it's, it's amazing how I, I feel like, I feel like we, we do deal with, not deal with, but we, we have the opportunity to, to carry one another's burdens a lot. My whole week has been caring for one another's burdens, and I wouldn't want it any other way, yeah. other than for those to to be met, but and then celebrating with them in that time. But it's carrying them emotionally, and I feel like in in, in a culture that we live in, of isolation and just the the emotional depletedness of finding self worth through anywhere else besides scripture, whether it's social media or friend groups or whatever it is. It's like, man, the kingdom is. Is where it's at. That's where we foster and care for one another emotionally. You know, I've thought about this a lot, and I've shared it in uh, different series of speaking. I really believe that I'm still in this, doing this, where I'm at, because at key points early on in my ministry and my college, you know, my college years, when I was trying to figure this out, overwhelmed, not sure, uncertain where somebody came alongside me and supported me in a way that was emotional in nature. It was spiritual and emotional. Yeah. They, they Galatians 6 2 to me. And I really think I, I didn't walk down the path of maybe quitting, getting sidetracked. Yeah. It's unbelievable. I, I think we all can say this, but there are people in times where we just see they they lifted us up when we could have made some bad decisions or quit. Yeah. You know, lost heart. And that's a good point because pastors aren't exempt to these kind of things. I mean, I'm just as much no. a part of this no way. this this church community in the same way that everyone else is. I've got I've got uh, accountability friends. Yeah. I've got friends that I that I share share things with and rely on for emotional support and yep. stability and encouragement and I wouldn't be able to make it if that wasn't the case. That's absolutely right. What is it like fifteen hundred pastors a month are getting out? Yeah, it's because pretty, we are pretty definitely high. not exempt from this. In fact we're on the front lines of this. Right. And we better be modeling living this out. We're gonna crash and burn. Yeah. Yeah. Number four, community reveals your gifts and talents. This is so true. This is so cool because, again, we're we're better together. This is this is the essence of being the body of Christ. Is you know, there's things that that you're able to do and in ways that you're able to mm-hmm. to work that I'm not. And what is so cool is to see people who kind of have 
uh, an aimless purpose or not sure, kind of on the sidelines to become a part of the community of believers, the kingdom, Mm -hmm. and realize the way God's wired them and they have an opportunity to use that gift and talent. And it's like they just come alive. Yeah. And you talk about helping your mental health and emotional stability. Be used. Have purpose. And the kingdom provides that opportunity yeah. in such a way that is making a difference in people's lives. Um, man, that's that's huge. You get to realize purpose. Because what God-given gift isn't able to be utilized inside the kingdom. All right. Totally agree. So. Okay, we've got six of these. So number five, community empowers your relationship with God. And again, first thing I thought of was iron sharpens iron, but yep. it's it's that accountability. It's uh, it's growing together, empowering one another in our relationship. And it's easy, um, it's easy to stay strong in the faith. Yep, it really is. It's it's uh, um, it's it's easy with with others. I think there's a kind of a brother's keeper kind of mentality in the kingdom too, where if I see a brother struggling or failing or being disillusioned, um, speaking into their life, providing accountability to them, um, keeps you strengthened to grow. And ultimately back to, to number one, makes you more like Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Community number six meets our need for love and relationship, bringing it full cycle. We have an opportunity as the church to be light, to be hope in a dark place, a place where there's mass shootings, and places where there's loneliness. And when we're able to invite someone into community, be in community with, with each other, eventually the message of, of, of Christ and the gospel is going to be um, shown and taught mm-hmm. and read and those that love and relationship will be fostered. So Jesus said that the, the kingdom of the church is like a city on a hill that cannot yeah. be hid. And I look at our current events, our the climate of our culture, and isolation, loneliness, depression, skyrocketing, creating a mental health uh, crisis, as some people would say, and I'm not an expert on that. I don't know if it's a crisis, but it's definitely real. And here is a shining hill, or shi- a shining city on the hill. Of this is how God created us, and this is a place where you find uh, emotional stability, life-giving relationships, mm-hmm. authentic uh, purpose, and a place where. People can be healthy in all ways, realizing who God created them to be. And I just want to say, there's an alternative. Yeah, it's the kingdom. It is. And while we're having this conversation, and our what are we going to do about this? Do we need more of this? How do we treat this? How do we diagnose this? And don't get me yeah. wrong, um, there are mental health issues out there. People have specific issues, just wiring, just like mm-hmm. you have diabetes or heart problem, well, our brain is, it can misfire. Mm -hmm. And so there's people that need the treatment so often. But as a whole, as a culture, I think the kingdom 
is the alternative to so much loneliness, isolation, and mental health. It is. And so that's kind of our input into this dialogue that you're hearing probably on the news. How are we going to handle this? What are we going to do with this? Just remember that the kingdom always, always is offering an alternative. In fact, it's not just an alternative. It's God's design to be in community. So the takeaway is two words, right? You have it written down here in bold and capital letters. I, I did, yeah. So we would just challenge you to do one thing. Yeah, get connected. Get connected. Be connected. 